Good day, my friends, and welcome to another moment in Black History Moments with Bo. I hope this day finds your mind and your spirit in a good place. History is not everything, but it is a starting point. History is a clock that we use to tell our political and cultural time of day. It is a compass we use to find ourselves on the map of human geography. It tells us where we are, but more importantly, what we must be. So with that thought, my friends, let's slip into darkness. A heavy hand has been laid upon us. As a people, we feel ourselves to be not only deeply injured, but grossly misunderstood. Our white countrymen do not know us. They are strangers to our character ignorant of our capacity, oblivious to our history and progress, and are misinformed as of the principles and ideals that control and guide us as a people. The great mass of American citizens estimate us as being a characterless and purposeless people and hence we hold up our heads, if at all against the withering influence of a nation's scorn and contempt. That was Frederick Douglass. In a statement on behalf of delegates to the National Colored Convention held in Rochester, New York, in July 1853. You see, they came to Rochester to discuss the conditions, the status, and the future of coloreds, as that is what we were called then. Most of the delegates were freed slaves, although some of the younger ones might have been born free. And although Northern emancipation was complete, freedom still remained elusive. And although we were finally free from the control of our owners, but we were not full citizens. We could not vote, and we were subject to legal discrimination at any moment. Southern plantation owners could capture us in the streets and whisk us back into slavery. Northern slavery at that time had been abolished, but every black person was still presumed a slave by law and could not testify or introduce evidence in courts. So as crazy as this is, let's look at this as it was. If a plantation owner said you were a slave, you were, unless a white person interceded in a court of law on your behalf and testified that you were rightfully free. Slavery may have died, but for thousands of us, the badge of slavery lived on. This segment is really laid out to our young men. 
And I hope you listen because I want to tell you some things that maybe no one has ever explained to you about the system for which we live up under as of today. A criminal freed today from prison has scarcely more rights and less respect than a freed slave or a black person free in Mississippi at the height of Jim Crow. Those released from prison on parole can be stopped and searched by the police for any reason and returned to prison for any minor infraction, such as failing to attend a meeting with a parole officer. Even when released from the system's control, the stigma of criminality lingers. Police supervision, monitoring, and harassment are a fact of life, not only for those labeled criminals, but for all those who look like criminals. Lynch mobs may be long gone, but the threat of police violence is ever-present. A wrong move or sudden gesture could mean massive retaliation by the police. A wallet could be mistaken for a gun. The whites-only signs may be gone, but new signs have gone up. Notices placed on job applications, rental agreement, loan applications, forms of welfare benefits, school applications, and petitions for licenses informing the general public that felons are not wanted here. A criminal record today authorizes precisely the forms of discrimination we supposedly left behind. Demonstration in employment, housing, education, public benefits, and jury service. And you can also be denied the right to vote. Criminals, it turns out, are the one social group in America we have the right to hate. In colorblind America, criminals are the new whipping boys. They are entitled to no respect and little more concern. Like the coloreds in the years following emancipation, criminals today are deemed a characterless and purposeless people, deserving of our collective scorn and contempt. When we say someone is treated like a criminal, what we mean to say is that he or she was treated as less than human, like a shameful creature. Hundreds of years ago, our nation put those considered less than human in shackles. Less than 100 years ago, we relegated them to the other side of town. Today, we put them in cages. Once released, they find that a heavy and cruel hand has been laid upon them. One might imagine that a criminal defendant, when brought before the judge or when meeting with his attorney for the first time, would be told of the consequences of a guilty plea or conviction. 
He would also be told that if he pleads guilty to a felony, he would be deemed unfit for jury service and automatically be excluded from juries for the rest of his life. Now, me, myself, I have no problem with that because I don't care for jury duty. But a young man would also be told that he could be denied the rights to vote in a country that preaches the virtue of democracy. One could reasonably assume that being stripped of basic political rights would be treated by judges and court personnel as a serious matter indeed. But that's just not the way it is. When a defendant pleads guilty to a minor drug offense, nobody will likely tell him that he may be permanently forfeiting his right to vote as well as his rights to serve on a jury. He will also be told nothing about the parallel universe he is about to enter one that promises a form of punishment that is often more difficult to bear than prison time itself. A lifetime of shame, contempt, scorn, and exclusion. In this hidden world, discrimination is perfectly legal. In this brave new world, punishment for the original offense is no longer enough, and one's debt to society is never paid. And these restrictions amount to a form of civic death and sends the message that they are no longer a part of us. Once labeled a felon, the badge of inferiority remains with you for the rest of your life. My friends, I would like to get into this more because this is a subject I'm deeply concerned about. The way our young men are locked up and caged for offenses that they plead guilty to other than going to court. We have a lot of young men locked up that have done nothing but settled for what they were told was the less of two evils. That music tells me that it's that time. Until next time, my friends, it has been my honor. 44307 forever. <laughs>